0: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No it is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
1: Hi, and welcome to the Beyond Gender
0: Podcast, the place for transgender and gender variant stories and news. We're your hosts, Caleb Arring
1: and Dorian Vendon. Join us every other week as we interview people about their experiences with trans identity and gender variance. And
0: be sure to give us your feedback on Twitter at Beyond Gender Pod.
1: On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beyondgenderpod or email us beyondgenderpod at gmail.com
0: And check out our website, www.beyondgenderpod.com for resources and more info about us and the show.
1: And if you love the show, give us five stars on iTunes.
0: Feel free to share, comment, or get in touch with us. Even to be a guest if you'd like.
1: Hi, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beyond Gender Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Arring, and I'm super excited to have you here with us today. We have a great show lined up for you, of course, starting with news with Dorian and then jumping into today's amazing interview. Our interview today is just a real great and heartwarming story, and I'm super excited to get into it with you in just a few minutes. I honestly can't believe how quickly these last two weeks have gone by. I was thinking about what to update our listeners with from my life. And honestly, I feel like it it was just yesterday we posted a new episode. I actually had to check my calendar and make sure that two weeks had already gone by because I could have sworn that it had only been one week. Uh, But it's been an amazing couple weeks. Uh, We went a couple weekends ago to the Pedal Fest, which is out in Oakland, which just had all sorts of stuff for um, people who like to ride bikes. And they had a lot of really cool, really uh, fun stuff there. And uh, my partner and I were volunteering at the booth for the AIDS life cycle where they were educating people about the AIDS life cycle. I think I already mentioned on here, we signed up to ride the ALC again. Um, We rode a couple years ago. This will be my second time riding and my partner's fifth time, I think, uh, but it's a bike ride from San Francisco to Los Angeles to raise money uh, for people who are living with HIV and AIDS. And I'll actually put a link in the description uh, because I am fundraising for the AIDS life cycle. So if you would like to donate for my to my fundraiser, uh, that would be awesome. Uh, I'm asking people to donate a penny for every mile that I'm going to ride. So it's a 545 mile bike ride. Um, so I'm asking people to donate five dollars and 45 cents so if you can spare five dollars and 45 cents maybe skip a couple of lattes this week or something i would definitely definitely appreciate it Uh, if all our listeners donated that i would exceed my goal super quick so definitely would really appreciate it if you can donate and if not that's cool too. Um, Yeah. And what else has been going on? Uh, This last weekend was really nice here in the Bay Area and we went for a hike. It's been kind of hit or miss, you know, August in the Bay Area is actually usually pretty cold, but we did get a sunny day. Um, So that was amazing. Um, And that's about it. I don't want to go on for too long because like I said, we have a real awesome episode lined up for you today so with that let's just hop right over to dorian and see what's new in the news
0: hello again dorian Brendan, back with the beyond news segment in a long-awaited policy change transgender athletes will be accepted as competitors in the crossfit Games starting in 2019 CrossFit founder and CEO Greg Glassman made the announcement Friday night at an LGBTQ event timed to launch the uh, of this weekend's 2018 Reebok CrossFit Games at the Alliant Energy Center Arena in Madison, Wisconsin. In Lebanon, Ohio, a federal lawsuit claims Warren County judge suggested a transgender teen was influenced by Caitlyn Jenner and wasn't sincere about his gender identity when the teen's parents requested to legally change their minor's name. The judge cited the 15-year-old's age as a reason for refusing the legal name change, but also, the suit also claims that Kirby suggested that Teens' expression of his gender identity was not sincere, but instead was the result of exposure to media coverage of the transition by Caitlyn Jenner. Expelling, ma- ma- expelling Masons for transitioning was unlawful discrimination, the United Grand Lodge of England warned. Women who transition to men should be allowed to join, its new gender reassignment policy states. The guidance document says that the Freemasons' gender reassignment should be treated with the utmost compassion and sensitivity. Irrespective of gender identity, the UGLE's 200,000 members will still formally be referred to as brothers, the document says, but informally they should be addressed by the name and title he or she has chosen. And lastly, in Evansville, Indiana, a federal judge is weighing in whether to grant a preliminary injunction to allow a transgender student to use the male restrooms in an Indiana school district. He's suing over student bathroom availability. The Evansville Courier and Press report the U.S. District Judge William Lawrence heard the injunction request Friday in Evansville. The request was made by 17-year-old Evansville Van Berg School Court. The student testifies he feels ostracized by peers because he must use either the female restrooms or a small unisex bathroom in the nurse's office. Superintendent David Smith says he's allowed the student to use the male restroom if his birth certificate changed to identity to male. That's all for the news here and beyond. Until next time, stay safe, stay connected.
1: Today's episode of the Beyond Gender podcast is brought to you by Audible. If you're the type of person who enjoys listening to podcasts, you're probably also the type of person who would love to listen to your books on audio. The best and easiest way to get audiobooks is through Audible. You can download them straight to your phone or listen to them over the cloud on your phone Listen to them on your computer and lots of other places. You can take them with you on the go, just like you do with your podcasts. Right now, Audible is giving a special deal to Beyond Gender listeners. If you sign up for an Audible membership, you can get your first book for free. And if you decide that you don't like Audible, you can always cancel. So you get one book for free just for being a Beyond Gender listener. And today, you can go get that by going to www.audibletrial.com slash beyond. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash beyond. Go start your free trial and get your first free book right now. On this week's episode, I am recommending Gender Outlaw, which maybe I've recommended on the past on this show, I'm not sure, but I absolutely love Gender Outlaw, and it's one of the books that was recommended by last week's guest, Sasha. And I just love, love, love Kate Bornstein. Um, This book was actually one of the very few uh, books that was out there and available back when I transitioned. Um, And it was just a real... integral piece of my life when I was transitioning. So that's Gender Outlaw by Kate Borenstein. You can get it for free on Audible if you go to audibletrial.com beyond. That's audibletrial.com beyond. All right, and without any further ado, we're going to jump right into this week's interview where I got the chance to talk to Michelle about her life. So I am here today with Michelle. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Hi. Yes, I'm glad to be here. Great. Well, I'm so happy to have you on here, and I would love to start off with just hearing a little bit about who you are.
2: Okay. Um... I'm Michelle, and I moved to the Bay Area about three and a half years ago after living in Dallas for 35 years or more, and um, you know, it was just too hot in Texas, and so it was time time <laughs> to go, um, and so I am an engineer. I live down in the South Bay, in Silicon Valley, with all the other millions of engineers, and um, and that's my day job. And I am also a yoga teacher. So I volunteer mostly, although I do sub at some of the studios down in the South Bay. Um, so one of the things that I do that I'm very proud of is I teach um, yoga to the transgender women in the San Francisco Jail. Um, and that's been a very, very eye-opening and and powerful experience for me. And um, yeah, so yeah, that's kind of my introduction.
1: Wow. And um, how did you get into teaching yoga
2: at the jail? So one of my friends who runs a nonprofit, I'll put in a plug for her, Mary Lynn Fenton with Art of Yoga Project, um, one of her teachers was in talking to the program director at the jail and said, you know, we've been looking for a yoga teacher to." teach our trans women population for months and months and months and we can't find anybody and so mary lynn said i have just the person for you (laughs) and um and it's been great it's been great um yeah some very 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 memorable um experiences there
1: wow that's uh that's amazing i love that um and then um, I guess just a little, I would love to hear a little about um, your own gender identity.
2: All right. Well, I, um, what I tell people is, you know, I lived the first 55 years of my life as a white privileged male. <laughs> and then, um, then you know, the universe threw me a curveball and said, well, um, you think you have things under control. Well, let's see how you do with this. Um, and at that point, you know, I realized I was, I was trans and, um, and actually it was quite a shock cause I really was not aware of it. Um, I had kept it hidden so, so deeply. Um, and it took a lot of, took a lot of work, um, through my, through my yoga practice to, um, to bring that out. And, um, and, then, and it was very scary, right? You know, all of the, again, I'm a engineer, actually, I work at a defense company, a very conservative part of the business, and oh my God, my friends are going to disown me, my kids are going to disown me, my siblings, I'm going to get fired, I'm going to be home, you know, all of those stories that you read about. mm mm-hmm. um, and, and and I mean those aren't exaggerations, right? I mean they're it's, it's reality for a vast number of trans people. And um, but I decided to just take it one day at a time and see how it goes, um, with no particular plan, and and just the magic the magic unfolded. And um, you know I'm happy to report that my kids love me. They support me, my siblings. Um, my work absolutely 100% backs me all the way. Um, and, you know, I do, I'm do. an engineer. I do a lot of R&D work, and so I'm the only woman in the room the vast majority of the time. And I was afraid that I would lose my respect. And, um, and again, happy to report that's not true. Um, in fact, I... Th- you know, I think people actually respect me more um, because of the of the way that I, you know, transition. You know, um, I get told all the time how, oh, how, how courageous you are to do this. And and of course, I think a lot of trans people get told that. But um, but yeah, it's it's you know, it's just something that I had to do and. And as I faced all of these fears, um, basically none of them have come to be, and everyone's just been so, so amazing. And I just get support everywhere, and I'm just super, super grateful. I like pinch myself all the time. Can this, you know, I must be this must be a movie. Yeah. And wow. and it's just been yeah, ever since then I I've, I've just my my life's unfolded into into a into a magical um, happy place. Wow. And
1: was that while you were here in the Bay Area or was that while you were still living in Texas?
2: I actually transitioned while I was in Dallas. So um and then after I'd fully transitioned, I was doing some work Um, out at Livermore Labs and so I was coming out to the Bay Area two or three times a year and I fell in love with the area. Um, I have a friend that lives in the city and so I learned to love the city and I said oh my gosh I have to get out here and so it took a couple of years for me to work out all the logistics and find the right people to talk to and out I came. (laughs) Um, and so I, yeah, I, I had fully transitioned, name change, everything, um, before I came out.
1: Wow. Awesome. And so, um, it's, you know, I, I'm curious, I guess, what happened, what led up to you at 55 realizing that transitioning was something that you needed to do?
2: Um, so, um, in 2012, I don't remember how many years ago that was. Um, I was in my 40s, right? My mid-40s, mid to late 40s. And in fact, I was a Boy Scout leader with my son, and we were on a canoeing adventure up in the boundary waters. It was a 10-day trek, and um, day five of this trek, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I knew my dad had died. And, you know, I was this logical, almost emotionless, zombie engineer, you know, that everyone, you know, I was the rock, right? And, you know, having this knowledge, right, just shook me up. And and, uh, we were five days into this trek, I had to wait another five days to get back, sure enough, he'd passed away. And that just basically shook all of my understanding of everything that I knew, You know, and and looking back, you know, my dad just kind of said, okay, okay, Michelle, it's time for you to wake up. And so I just started doubting everything. And, and, you know, one thing led to another. And I started doubting my sexuality. um, And I started cross dressing. And it felt good. And I had no idea why. Um, And then an opportunity came up for me to take yoga teacher training. And so I did that um, not to be a teacher. That was never my intent. But I wanted the tools that I knew this particular practice offered to figure out whether I was a boy or a girl because I honestly didn't know. I thought maybe I'm something in between. And so, you know, given the tools of of this yoga practice, um, you know, being able to face your fears, just breathe, meditation every morning, just connection with your with your soul, um, and then eventually, when I I say that my my ego finally gave up, you know, my ego was trying to protect me and and hide this fact, and it finally just said, okay, soul, you win. Um and then, in a flash, i I knew it. I was trans. and then and then um, everything made sense. Um, and at the time, it was also right, really heavy, <laughs> really scary. Um, and I just cried, I cried all night long. and um, and then, with my yoga tools, I was able to just, Breathe into what I needed to do next, and listen. Listen to what my heart and soul had to say, and uh, I basically have learned to turn my engineer brain off. Um, you know, logic logic has no place in uh, um, you know in terms of the heart, and so um, and so. Yeah, I just started taking one step at a time,
1: and. You know I think that that you maybe touched on this a little bit already um but you you mentioned earlier a lot of really legitimate fears that I think a lot um most if not all trans people have when when they're getting ready to transition about you know family friends work all of those sorts of things um and how how did
2: you navigate through those fears to move forward um well, once I once I figured out it was trans, I said, okay, the first thing I have to do is tell my kids, um, and and so I said, okay, gonna do that, and I had to um, I had to call my ex. <laughs> we had lunch, and I said, guess what? <laughs> 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 and she said, oh, you know, I want your support, right? I need your support because I need to tell the kids, and I. Um, you know, I know I wanted to tell you first, so that anyway, she said yes, I support you. You know, whatever makes you happy, and so that was my first sigh of relief. And then, um, then I had a one-on-one chat with each with each kid, and um, and they were my boys were like, eh, whatever, whatever, <laughs> and and my daughter took took a while, took her a while to for it all to sink in. And, and now she's super supportive, so. Um, and then it was, you know, okay. That went all easy, and then, then I told my siblings, you know, and that went all easy, and then I was, you know, slowly evolving, right? You know, doing all the things, electrolysis and all of that, and um, and then I came out at work, um was my last was my last step and um I was living as Michelle on the weekends and um you know and and reversal I, I really felt like I was cross-dressing now going into work as the old me and um and I, I went I, back then went to a yoga a week-long yoga training and um with Baron Baptiste, and on the last day, Baron said, Michelle, you need to come out at work. I said, but, oh, Baron, I can't. <laughs> you know, and I had this long list of reasons why I can't do this, and he said, no, you need to do this. Um, everyone probably knows already, and um, and so uh, I made the commitment, and um, when I got home, I came out at work, and you know, much to my surprise, everyone at work really supported me as well. And so, and then that, that just opened everything up. You know, my life was now complete. I wasn't wasting all this energy, living two personalities. And then, um, yeah, it's just, it's that's when the magic really happened, when I came out of work and, and was so supportive.
1: Um, and that was in Texas you came out and work in Texas, yes, which is i mean that's just amazing to me it's it's a place that I kind of think of as as being more conservative and like you already mentioned your your profession is generally considered i guess more conservative and male dominated as well so it's it's pretty amazing that you've had such a such an incredible experience with that,
2: yeah, yeah, and I think I think it's a combination of things um one it's just the times right you know had this happened 10 years ago I probably would have been fired um you know the world has changed right you know there's still so much more that has to be done but the world really is a different place now um um and and so you know because of my privilege right you know I'm well-paid engineer, you know, I can pay for all of the treatments, you know, I have all the medical things, and because of that privilege, transition can be very easy, right? When you don't have the privilege, of course, it can still be extremely difficult and oppressive, right? And it it literally can be, you know, uh, it is oppressive, and, and so so that's actually become my calling, and that's why I teach in the jail. Um, you know, my, my transition was so smooth and so easy, so magical. You know, I have to give back. You know, how dare me? How can I not? Um, in, in the words of, of, of one of my yoga teachers, how can you dare not to give back? And so, um, yeah, that's what I'm committed to. That's
1: amazing. Um, and then, I guess, you know, since since coming out and um, starting your transition, what has life been like?
2: It's been, when I first realized I was trans, It, it there was this 1,000-pound weight that had been lifted. While it was scary, you know, and just the fear of the unknown was daunting, um this huge weight had been lifted and now i knew who i was you know my little girl had been had been hidden away for for 55 years and and, and she was free and um and so it's just yeah it's just it's hard to explain words words really don't even give it um full expression of just how great it is to know who you are and to be accepted and and actually being able to inspire others, right? Um, both queer and straight, right? When I tell my story to straight people they just like, go, holy moly, I could never do that, right? And I go, well you know, you probably could. <laughs> you probably <laughs> could because the light's so bright that you're being drawn toward living your authentic self, and that that power, that power is amazing, and um, you can overcome amazing things when you, when you're drawn towards the the right light, right, and um, you know, and I wish everyone could could you know do the same thing, right to live your purpose know who you are and just fearlessly head towards the light you know it's it's um yeah it's totally absolutely 100% changed almost everything about me that's wonderful um
1: and then uh, so you you moved to the bay area after after transitioning and so I guess, in your life and at your job here in the Bay Area, are you out or or what is that like?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I, you know, my name's been changed. You know, all the documents, you know, say Michelle, my old me really doesn't exist. Um, Although there was, there's a couple of people at work that knew me before. Um, But everyone, everyone at work, you know, knows me as Michelle. You know, I wear dresses every day. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just another, you know, one of the girls and, and that's the way I get, I get treated, you know, except for, right. I, um, you know, there's, there is a difference and, and I'm not, I mean, I have an explanation for it, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. So again, I do R and D and I'm, you know, one of the leaders in my field and so, you know, being now female, um, you know, I I still get all the respect that 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 I had before. I, I don't really detect any difference. Um, and and there's a legitimate question. This is well, why is that? Because you know, just look around. You know, all the Me Too movement and you know, and all the um, you know. I'll say oppression, whatever, of women, you know, why hasn't that happened to me? And I think it's because I was raised and socialized as a male and, you know, that's how I got all my self-confidence um, and so I don't even think about it's just not part of my DNA you know, um, you know to feel like I'm a second-class citizen, and so the energy that I project um, isn't tainted by being socialized as a woman, um, and so I think I think that's the difference. Although you know, there's there's probably no scientific proof available, but but that that's the best explanation that I can give.
1: Yeah, I can I can see how that would make a really big difference just given the way that, um, you know, that genders are socialized so differently in our country to behave differently and to have different expectations on them and and all of those sorts of things.
2: Yeah, I, um, you know, I I, kind of like to think that I'm a prototype for the new woman, right, that's not subjected you know, to all that oppression as as they're raised, um, you know that there are no glass ceilings, there are no limits, right? Of which, you know, women today, or at least maybe not today, but in the past, you know, or that was always something that it that our society placed on women, and it wasn't placed on me. And so, okay, well, here's what can happen you know without that socialization right and so you know hopefully here on out you know as our culture changes and becomes more accepting and of of women in in strong leadership positions that um you know I won't be the exception I'll be the norm and uh anyway that's kind of my hope yeah absolutely
1: um i really i like I like that idea. I think that I think it could make a really big difference if we were all socialized differently. Um, I'm also curious, uh, as you were, I guess, going through this process of self-realization and then moving forward with transition, um, what sorts of, what, what sorts of resources did you rely on? I know it sounds like practicing yoga was a really big part of that. Were there any, um, Books or groups or um, websites or podcasts or anything like that that helped you as well
2: um, I mean you know of course I the internet right has been a, a, a big change in our society and, and so I you know garnered a lot of information um, that way but um, but it's really been the yoga the yoga is what really has enabled it and I've had you know, I've I've just been blessed with you know having been trained by some of the best teachers in the country. Again, that's part of my privilege, right? And um, and so yeah, yeah I, I'd say it's ninety percent yoga. And and the yoga my yoga community in Dallas um, they were super supportive. Um, and so you know, I never had any. Queer friends in Dallas. Um, really, I mean, I went to meet up group. I went to a meet up group for cross dressers, and I, um, I didn't. I, I, I mean, it was fun, but I didn't make any friends there. There was, um, there was kind of an overtone of, of de- kind of depression, I guess, because I, I, there's so much social pressure and in, in, you know in, in dallas to not express yourself um and so i just i couldn't relate here i was this happy you know authentic yogi um who just happened to be transitioning and had all of this loving support from my yoga community you know i never got that um and in dallas and and then once I moved out here, you know, I started meeting people, you know, like Cindy and others. It, it really is a totally different vibe, you know, in the Bay Area than Dallas, as as you might expect, right? I don't think that's a surprise to hear. And so, um, but yeah, my role models have all have all been really yoga teachers, and that is where I get my inspiration from, so... No, no, did I answer the question?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you you mentioned um, earlier in the call when you were talking about the work that you do um, at the jail, um, you did a plug for Mary Lynn Fenton of the art of yoga. And what is the art of yoga? Is that
2: something that people here in the Bay Area can get involved with? Um, yeah, so Mary Lynn, um, her nonprofit, you know, our yoga project, teaches young women in detention centers all throughout the Bay Area. And so they teach both yoga and art. And she's trying to break that cycle. Apparently like 90% of the women in detention centers suffer from either physical or sexual abuse. And so she's trying to break the chain. That, first of all, the um, the abuse chain as well as the prison chain, right? Um, by teaching well basically introduce introducing them to the same things that that I use to to change my life, right? Just the the beautiful practice of, of yoga. Um, to go to get your guidance. I, I think trans people in particular, but maybe queer people in general, you know, we we are taught, our society teaches us to go external um, for our compass, our needle, right? And in, in where we should be going, what we should be doing. And, and especially as trans people, if you rely on that, you know, that's why the statistics for, you know, suicide are so high. Because where do you go? There is no external places to... Um, you know the church, the media, you know they don't support trans people, and and so it creates a huge um, mismatch. And so through yoga and go looking inside, right, and finding your own conscious, finding your own soul, and listening to it. That's where you, if you get your draw your compass from within. Then you basically don't care what people think, and it's much pure, and and allows you, um, it allows you to, you know, be your own guidepost and 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 make, you know, decisions that are in, of your higher interest. And so, so that I think is what yoga brings, um, you know, to the trans and queer communities
1: awesome and um i will also put a, a link to the art of yoga in the show notes so anyone who's interested in learning more about that project or seeing how they can get involved um they can take a look at that there um, sure and then um you mentioned cindy too which was our mutual friend who actually put us in touch for the interview and i know she used to do um I think queer yoga events here in the Bay Area. I'm not sure if she still has those though.
2: No, she stopped and then um, a friend of hers, April, just started. And so, um, yeah, so it's getting restarted. Oh, cool.
1: I hadn't heard about that yet. That's awesome.
2: But yeah, Friday nights, I think every Friday night um, is queer yoga. And, I, and I've forgotten. Um, Set a yoga studio in the mission. Great. And then one more question I have for you, Sure, uh, and I like to ask this
1: of all of our guests. Uh, if we have somebody who's listening and um, they're thinking about transitioning or they think that they might be trans, what advice would you have
2: for them? Um, we'll read up on it, but I guess, as I said before, learn to go inside you know, one of the things that contributed to the change of my life, you know, was was meditation. Um, I mean, your soul knows, right? You know, you have that wisdom and learn to listen to it. Learn to listen to that little voice and um, it doesn't lie. It never lies. And, um, you know, once once you've learn to listen to that voice and trust that voice you know your life will just open up in in amazing ways um yeah you know um when I started meditating one of the earliest interactions I had with my guides um came in and and um and he just boomed out trust the process so trust that process, trust your intuition, learn to listen to it, and and your life will be amazing. Perfect, thank you so much.
1: Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Beyond Gender podcast. I hope that you enjoyed that interview with Michelle. We'll be back here again in two weeks with a brand new interview, a brand new story, and lots of fun. So join us back here two weeks from today for an all new episode of the Beyond Gender podcast. Thanks for being here. Today's episode of the Beyond Gender podcast is brought to you by Audible. If you're the type of person who enjoys listening to podcasts, you're probably also the type of person who would love to listen to your books on audio. The best and easiest way to get audiobooks is through Audible. You can download them straight to your phone or listen to them over the cloud on your phone Listen to them on your computer and lots of other places. You can take them with you on the go, just like you do with your podcasts. Right now, Audible is giving a special deal to Beyond Gender listeners. If you sign up for an Audible membership, you can get your first book for free. And if you decide that you don't like Audible, you can always cancel. So you get one book for free just for being a Beyond Gender listener. And today, you can go get that by going to www.audibletrial.com beyond. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com beyond. Go start your free trial and get your first free book right now on this week's episode i am recommending gender outlaw which maybe i've recommended on the past on this show i'm not sure but i absolutely love gender outlaw and it's one of the books that was recommended by last week's guest Sasha and I just love 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 Kate Bornstein Um, this book was actually one of the very few uh, books that was out there and available back when I transitioned Um, and it was just a real integral piece of my life when I was transitioning. So that's Gender Outlaw by Kate Bornstein. You can get it for free on Audible if you go to audibletrial.com slash beyond. That's audibletrial.com slash beyond. Thanks again for listening to another great episode of the Beyond Gender podcast. We will be back here again in two weeks with another brand new story to
0: tell. If you want to learn more about news or the people and projects we spoke about, check out beyondgenderpod.com as always.
1: Give us your thoughts and feedback on Twitter at Beyond or Facebook, www.facebook.com slash beyondgenderpod. Or email us at beyondgenderpod at gmail.com. Thank you to Matt Van Horn for mixing and editing and Marissa McCool for producing.
0: Broke for free for our music, and of course, Lux for our artwork.
1: Dorian Brendan for news production and the occasional host slot,
0: and our producer and host with the most, Caleb. Arring. Did I do that right?